I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have a special guest. Paolo. My brother. Last time I was here was during the solo podcast. Oh, yes. For a Star That's Wars story. Right. That was the last time I joined. Yeah. yeah, that was six months ago. Can you believe it? That was probably longer than six months. No, it came out in May. Really? Yeah. And we did the podcast around May, late May. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then before that, Paulo joined us like a couple years ago yeah. in the, the La, La La Land podcast. Yes. One of our more, most um, listened to podcasts is the La La Land podcast. One actually. of them. One of them, yes. Yeah. So, did we tell you what we're talking about? No. No. No, we didn't. We're going to talk talking about? about one of our favorite movies of the year, The Favorite. Oh, I just see what you did there. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> you said favorite before The Favorite. I did say. Um, yeah, so The Favorite, which uh, I saw a few weeks ago, um, which we literally have had no time to talk about because we had to digest all of our thoughts about this wonderful movie. Um, mm-hmm. Paula saw it last week with my parents. And I think they liked it, too. They did. Yeah. So. And you both had to travel here, and then Christmas happened. So, yeah. So, you know, so it just and... like, it just all happened. I hope everyone had a wonderful, beautiful holiday. Yeah. It's funny. This movie was quite a bleak movie to watch before the holidays. It was great. That's, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of love in that movie, but not a lot of warmth. No. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's, yep. Mm-hmm. The way, and like, honestly, most of the tone... Every time they shot, it wasn't like a bright, beautiful, sunny day. It was honestly like cloudy. cloudy. Yeah, it was overcast, like the whole overcast time. Overcast and the, a lot of blue tones. That's also Britain, though. My gosh. Yeah, I mean, definitely, that's the way it is. But yeah, so the movie is like I would describe it as a drama with many comedic, dark comedy elements. Um, and if you if you haven't seen this movie, I would not listen to this podcast because we are going to really talk about all the different aspects of it, um, including the three main women. So, spoilers. Rachel Weiss, Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone. All amazing. All amazing. So, initial thoughts when we first saw it, anybody? Do you want to talk about this this, uh, movie poster for like a second? Oh, it's a great movie poster. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, I was just just staring at it because I have the IMDb page up, obviously. And uh, so we've got the queen and what is it? She's Abigail. What, yeah. is, what was her name again? Her name is uh, Sarah. 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 My Lady Marlborough. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we've got both of them in this like picture frame type of square, and the queen's cape is over the frame. Mm-hmm. Very is, symbolic. Yeah. And then Abigail's sitting on it, almost like she's being dragged behind. Yeah. And and she's in a very temper tantrum pose. Yes. This is very interesting. It's a really nice poster. It's a very beautiful poster. I love the the color scheme and... Mm-hmm. They're using the font, too. The same one that was used in the movie. 
dividing each section, you know, with like the yeah the really large. Actually, well, the really titles themselves yeah. the titles were really started fun. off and they were already hilarious. Yeah. Like people were already laughing because the titles, the way that the words are separated, you couldn't read it. It was really hard to <laughs> read it, and so you're laughing because like the the would be so separate, like yeah. in the title for the favorite. <laughs> And so you're like, what word is that supposed to be? And it's just a very, like, off-putting kind of way to typeface that is still funny, like, in some way because it's different, you know? Yeah, and then I remember the music being very almost The Shining-esque, where it's just mm -hmm. like it would scream at you yeah. every couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would. And it would just be like, very... like, some violins. Like, there yeah. was a yeah. lot of, t yeah, the score actually was one of my favorite parts. There was so much tension and every single every single note it was like you never had that like actual relief mm -hmm. from the score it was kind of adding a little adding to that bleakness yeah bleakness anxiety anxiety kind yeah of mm -hmm. all those all those feelings that you don't really want to feel yeah um but definitely it's it's clear that in the beginning of the movie they they established the relationship between rachel weiss and uh, Olivia Coleman's characters, Olivia Coleman being the queen. Yes. So, I mean, we see that when she says, she like, the queen walks out with her makeup on, she has to make a big speech, and um, Sarah says to her, you who, look who like a badger. Yeah. You look like a badger. And she's like, so, like, we get to establish the fact that this is their kind of relationship, that the fact that, like, the only person in the whole world that can even say that to the queen is... Her, is Lady Marlborough. Lady Marlborough, who basically we see becomes literally every single part of the government in the fact that she manages it all. Like, what the Queen is supposed to do, she does. Uh, and the Queen's just aloof. She doesn't really know how to speak. She doesn't know what choices to make. She's always asking people what they think and then does what that person says. It's like she just doesn't really have any kind of autonomy. She's not sure of herself. No. Of, of really anything that she does. And yeah. so she's just, she just places her trust in these people around her, but most definitely with Sarah. I yeah. do think it's interesting, though, like how so much of what the queen wants above everything is to be loved, and that both of these two women mm -hmm. love her in a really different way. And it's the discrepancy between the two becomes more and more jarring as the movie kind of progresses yeah because you're not it's just interesting how it all lays out because you're kind of not sure like you could definitely tell abigail is, is taking advantage of her up until the very end but then you kind of don't really know what sarah is doing a lot of the time like by the yeah. end you kind of feel like you think she loved her a lot yeah yeah but then, but then you hear like and you also don't know what's lies what's truth like what what's actually yeah. happening i feel like sarah in the end, yeah, you're a little confused about what she wants. In the beginning, you think, oh, she's probably just taking advantage of the queen, but it turns out that she actually does love the queen and that she did love not just the power and comfort that she had. But being a the, favorite. Being yeah, a favorite being is one. such, such... She'd worked it out so well. Yeah, yeah. She completely had it down. She had her husband. She had her friends. She had power. And then, yeah, watching that really cousin, just get slipped out under her feet for... Yeah. Yeah. Her cousin coming in and basically just pulling that out under the rug from her, like, seeing that opportunity to help the queen when her legs are hurting in order to go out and get stuff for the queen and, like, prove that she was, like, 
really working for the queen's sake and to be like on the queen's side and then there's that one line that was really funny when she's like what are you doing here she's like why are you late or something like that and she's like well, i was out getting herbs for your leg like so that you didn't die or something like that like really blatant like oh, i'm sorry i was late because i was out getting herbs for your leg like yeah. it, it was just so clear well yeah because sarah was never gonna let the queen know that, that she abigail did that. Had, had gotten uh -huh. these herbs together it was for very her. funny so, and she of course she wanted her to know she wanted the recognition because that's what all these people want yeah it's just recognition for the actions they do so when they bring up their good deeds like or they bring up what they've done or what they've said it's so matter of fact like the screenplay is amazing. Very sharp. It's a very, loved, very, very loved sharp the movie. the screenplay. Yeah. Fascinating, too, how the director, Yorgos Lanthimos, um, didn't write it. He didn't write this movie. He only directed it. Yeah. So you can tell there's a lot of tonal differences between this and The Lobster, which is the only other of his films that I've seen. But there seems to be a lot more uh, directorial work done just around the way that these scenes kind of unfold and sort of just dress themselves on top of each other and the way that it's edited is very strong you can tell that he was really active in that process um one of the scenes i think that struck me the most was actually the final image of the movie which was olivia coleman standing and uh emma stone being at her feet mm -hmm. uh like rubbing her leg and which was sort of uh, used in the film as like a sexual code kind of thing too and you see Emma Stone sort of like working and working and working and it's a very long shot and then all of a sudden all the the images of, of the queen's bunnies start being layered over and yeah. it just feels so Clawing much more over each other. and then uh, both Olivia Coleman's face is just like this despair and she's looks like she's staring at the end of her life in her face and so is Emma Stone and mm -hmm. then yeah. these bunnies are just moving and moving around and it was very haunting yeah it was very lovely though I mean not I mean, lovely it's a yeah it weird, was a really good weird. ending a really good ending. good ending yeah definitely what it is well, yeah um, especially since it was very brief but she did kind of talk about you know the how important the rabbits were to her and how they were each child that she lost and mm -hmm. she had about 17 bunnies yeah, yeah. Because of seventeen all, kids, all of the kids that she had like had miscarriages and and stuff and then, like that, or and just, some of them were born and they died. Yeah, yeah. Which I, is so like just awful. I also really liked the end because you really see that like Emma Stone's been fighting for this the whole entire movie, and yeah, it was to save herself. Yeah, but what for did survival, she really? But get? what did she just get herself into? Like yeah. you can really see like, yes, this is like the best case scenario, but. Is it really? Is no. I think the question that they're asking. Like she thought after she became a lady that everything was going to be fine. But now she's got to be the favorite to this woman who is at the end of her life and is going to be having she's a very continuing hard. Continuing to be more and more demanding and more and more abusive cold. and cold and like and and needing to be taken care of because yeah. by the end she like her uh, disease had gotten far worse. Yeah, yeah, like gout. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. So, like, you're watching this and you're like, why would anybody want to love this woman? But because she's the Queen of England, you know, that's that's why. And um, it's, it is kind of crazy, like, that they just dismiss things, like, so wildly this way and that. And just, like, she has no idea that their, their troops are even in France fighting. And then they go off. And then it's just, like, she makes these big rash decisions with no thought to 
people's lives and people are gonna die and or even having the full story of what's yeah. actually mm-hmm. happening and like the scope of this movie is so limited that yeah. it only you never get to see exactly how this affects the no. people of england but like, which i think is like you yeah. know for, on purpose and it's 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 really, really great interesting how, you're, that you, how you're just as limited into seeing everything yeah. just is. the court just like basically all the craziness of the court because we also get to see a lot of the men in the court um like nicholas holt and joel alwyn and the other guy who's like the opposite that nicholas holt is like he wants the, Nicholas the Holt doesn't prime want taxes, minister. but the yeah the prime, the prime minister, minister does, does want the taxes. Yeah. Oh, like the two different parties and yeah, stuff. like yeah. the different parties and like seeing them, and then also that scene where they're being ridiculous and throwing the oranges. Uh, oh my the, god! Like tomatoes at that the naked guy. Yeah, and like it's just all for sport. Like they're all so bored there, and so like that makes a lot of sense of why I think it starts to become that Emma Stone shows her more like crazy or more passionate or like more um what was that word you used paula where you're talking about how when she's she exposes her more um the fact that she likes to hurt people or likes to masochistic yeah her she's masochistic. very masochistic in this movie That's and like you don't right. realize how masochistic she is until like she she lets out those little things later and later and starts saying things that are just so like harsh as it keeps going on and on and, and when she's like running around with that the guy that the the lord that she liked that she wanted to be a lady with you know she like meets him in the woods and he's jumping on her and they're, she's like kicking they're him and, each other up. and they're just like you know chasing each other around like like little bunnies you know it's, it was kind of crazy i really appreciated that emma stone took a role that was not at all what i think a lot of us were expecting because she is a lot, so much more the ingenue these days. She's always, like, the good guy. She's never, like... You know, she's always got a lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. But in this film, she was, like, not any of those things. I think she was a lot more... Uh, like pure evil. Yeah, well... <laughs> she <laughs> I don't know, was so self-serving. You kind of like her in the beginning because she, you, she, you feel bad for her. You're like, oh, she's just trying to get a job. Like, she just wants to help herself, but... And, you know, for Emma Stone, too... The lie soap and everything. And... Yeah, and most of the time, her performances are very larger than life to me. Like, she's got such big eyes. She's so expressive. But this was pretty subdued to me, which I think mm-hmm. she did really, really well. Yeah, and she's she... I read that she had to wear these corsets that were very, very tight because they were part of the era. Mm-hmm. And they actually shifted her organs around. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did they have to be that tight? Yeah, I, I guess. That's what I, that's what Could, I couldn't said. you just have the look? I, I like, have why no why idea. Feel I don't feel like you're idea. in the air. I honestly do not know why. But there you great, go. Great, great way to, to change the subject. subject. So let's, let's talk about the costumes. Yeah, yes. costumes. <laughs> let's talk about, sh- let's take shifting organs into costumes. Here we go. Yeah, lots of dark costumes. So I loved how Emma Stone's dresses kind of started out really dark, but then got really light Frivolous. and white yeah. at the end. Like, That's like, true. Because all the costumes were very just black and white with lots mm-hmm. of stripes yeah. and mm-hmm. squares. And yeah. Like, she wore this like lavender like towards the end of the movie. Yeah, and it was, she was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, her white dress at the very end where she'd become like a lady right after she'd married uh, yes. the guy. Joe Alwyn. <laughs> yes. What was his character? Yeah, I don't name? remember his name. Um, it was, 
I don't know. We all were Lord something. His name is Joe Alwyn, the actor. I know he's not on the main page. No, it was um, uh, Masham. Yes, Samuel Masham. Masham. Okay, (laughs) guy was very funny. He, He at one point he goes in and he's wearing makeup. It's funny that they're. That when they get all ex- dressed up, even the men wear makeup too, which is like part of the time. Mm-hmm. And he does that dance with, um, uh, what's her name? Sarah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, they're both wearing those big, like, big black, like she's wearing a big black dress and they do that hilarious dance. Where they're like touching the ground behind yeah. them, like, go, they're like, like going down the dance, dance, dance train. And so, so confident funny. too. It, yeah, they're just like, like no thought to it and then silently Olivia Coleman's just completely crumbling in the background because yeah. she can't do that no and it's yeah it's heartbreaking sometimes watching her be you know around and outside all of this this frivolousness and she can't even enjoy it yeah it was really interesting seeing kind of how similar Rachel Weiss and uh, Sarah and Abigail were but mm, yeah. but exactly how different they were as yeah. well because mm-hmm. they were both like, Rachel Weiss definitely loved the queen, but she was still very cold with her. Well, not cold, but, yeah, cold. I mean, she, she yeah. didn't care for her rabbits, and she was very clear about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but she would just be truthful with her constantly, mm-hmm. and then, so it was just interesting seeing just how different, yet the same, the two well, she characters. she kept it are. in check. She kept the relationship to a standard that she could handle. That's true. Which is what Emma Stone did not do. Because she just was like, oh, I love you. I love you unconditionally. But, you know, that was the problem. She fell herself into a situation where she couldn't, she realized that that was going to be her fate. And in the end, too, when, when they're really separated and she banishes Lady Marlborough, you're just in the letter situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just yeah. start to realize, like, oh, maybe these two are actually meant for each other. Yeah. And you see the hole that they just keep digging both of themselves in. It's like, it's just the politics of... of the crown yeah and like just well like having a lover and everything as well like the whole scene where emma stone finds them and she's in the library or whatever and she like is up above and she starts to see them and they're starting to you know get frisky and then she's just like oh my god and it's just hilarious because she's stuck up there and she brings it up to rachel weiss the very next yeah very very she says and i know your biggest secret too i know and it's like girl Wow, we're playing hardball here. You, every single time they said anything, it was just like, oh, like, it's just so shocking. It's so funny. It's like, I mean, you're like laughing about how ridiculous everything is already. Like, the dance is a good example about that because it's like such a pompous dance. Like, all the moves are just so big and shouty moves and they don't make any sense and they're flailing all over the place and that's exactly what like the fashion mimics as well. There's these big bows and all sorts of seams. All it just so overcomplicated. It doesn't need to be like that, you know. And it's kind of like the way, you know, you understand. Even the queen dresses up like that, and she's mm-hmm. sitting in a wheelchair. It's like there's no need for this. <laughs> Nothing's simple. Yeah. Well, the excess is really interesting because it kind of picks its moments in this film to really come out. And I think mm-hmm. that in that. Really, the excess versus the brutality of it was really interesting in that one scene where they're throwing the tomatoes, but they're intercutting with Rachel Weiss getting poisoned right on horseback. Right, right. And it's really, it, I thought it was so beautiful because you had like this slow motion. You would go from this really just like 
brutal, drawn-out man who's like got this big clown smile on mm-hmm. his face, getting pelted with food, and then Eventually right back to the falling. quick, the quick horseback riding, and then all of a sudden she's being dragged by this horse. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a lot of it a lot of the excess. I, that was I feel like a really nice part where it bubbled up and it really started to feel sour and nasty in a way that the film hadn't really gotten to yet. Yeah, that's true. I think it was kind of hinting at it, but hadn't quite gotten there. And I think it does that with, like, you know, just just the slight masochistic things. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Nicholas Holt? Because he was, like, one of my favorite parts of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I just loved every word that came out of his mouth. He was so funny. Like, honestly... That part where he pushes Emma Stone off into the ditch. <laughs> yes. Oh so my funny. god. Yeah, he... he was so funny. Like every line he had, like when he's talking to his friend, he's like, What what happened? She didn't like it? And he's like, No, she she didn't like it. She didn't like the makeup. And he goes, Well, a man has to be well dressed. Like yeah. it it was like he, you don't understand what's going on here. And then just having his perspective on like, no, the poor's gonna be taxed, and then the queen goes, I think we should do that and he's like yeah, excellent choice, Queen. Everything's great. Yeah. Like, he just flipped back yeah. so well, quickly. Well, he also, as frivolous as he was, he's he fought the whole movie to yeah. get what he wanted, and yeah. he got it. He he's did. the hero of that movie, yeah. technically. I mean, he did do that, and, like, he still... And, then, and, like, that part where she pulls him... She's like, I would like to be, you know, I, I need to get what I want, and the most important person is me. Emma Stone was saying that. And then he was like, okay, well... Is, you know, I guess you're going to be on my side now. She's like, I don't take sides. Like, we're we're not on the same side. You're just helping me out right now. Yeah. Well, um, fascinating how, like, the men in this movie were just leverage for the women. Yeah, they like, really were. Yeah. Not really. They, di- they didn't really impact the plot besides no. the historical... Yeah. Uh, the historical facts that we have, yeah. I guess. <laughs> It's very different from... You know what I mean, right? We we all get it. It's kind of, like, so interesting to watch this kind of movie and then watch, like, we just... I mean, I'm not going to spoil this, but we just watched Mary Queen of Scots last night, and it was... It's a very different movie. And it's still kind of about... a lot of similar similar, ideas. Yeah, very similar things, because it's about women in power and the men around them. And it was... These men are very different in the time of Elizabethan times versus the Queen Anne times. Um, just the civility in any sense is just, just completely out the door. Cause I just expected Queen Anne the whole time to just be like, hang them, you know? And she doesn't do that at all. She doesn't kill anyone. She doesn't like, she just blows up and gets mad at kids playing, you know, like uh, the music outside. outside yeah. And I, you know, she doesn't go like, hang them all. Or she, she's not like murderous. Well, it's... she also has a very, uh, kind of strange relationship to death. Yeah. When you do consider that she's lost all of her children, so I can imagine that that was maybe more of a soft spot for her was not ruthlessly killing people. Yeah, I mean she just. But like, true, I, yeah, you're right. I did kind of expect a little more brutality from the queen. I expected more death, and in the fact that like, I thought that even Rachel Weiss might have died, but she didn't die, and Thank she God. was like, yeah. It's good that she didn't die. She just came back with that big scar on her face, and then yeah. the queen was like, I don't like that. She's like all right and then she like covered it up with a piece of lace yeah it was just hilarious i did also really love the scene that when rachel weiss does come back 
and Emma Stone is plotting and she's planning yeah. and she's trying to figure out what's going to happen when she gets back. And all of a sudden, because she's scared, she's, she's terrified. She's like, it's coming. But what she comes up with was not at all what I was expecting, and I think really completed her arc. Was like, listen, like, I got what I wanted. I won. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to fight anymore. It's over. And then you know, kind of Rachel Weisz eventually coming to the conclusion of, you and I are playing very different games. Yep. And that's the movie right there. It's you and I are playing very different games here. Yeah. And just realizing that even though she was so self-serving, you know, the what she what those consequences were were so much more jarring at the end, you know. It's definitely true. And I mean, Rachel Wise at least like I expected the queen to want to even kill her and she didn't. Like that's why it's like, oh, she didn't want to kill her. Like she just banished her from England with her husband and i'm like okay that sucks but like there's worse things you could be killed right yeah which i'm not sure how it was like were you expecting her to be more brutal because that's how she is like truthfully in history or um no i just think like in england people were just killed like and they and even in france like this is kind of a similar time to like marie antoinette i think and they they beheaded her mm-hmm. i just feel like I mean, this is, it just seems like this is the time when that kind of stuff was still happening. They were still murdering people for no reason or just because they didn't like them. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we got a little bit more of that brutality coming from Emma Stone's character just in her background. I mean, she's, she talked pretty candidly about being raped like hundreds of times. Yeah. So you got to think that like they kind of drilled in that this is a dog eat dog world. Yeah. And you kind of have to save yourself. And be pretty much prepared to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. She said, I will do anything. Which is why I'm glad they kept the queen kind of this vulnerable, mm-hmm. very, like, meek, you know, self-conscious type of person. Because there was just so much manipulation and just... Because the queen brought her own drama, by all means. Yeah, but, but Sarah but like, also did it, too. Yeah. Like, Sarah brought more self-consciousness to the queen as well. That's how she kept her in check. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Like she did love her, but she also was like, "You look like a badger. You look ridiculous. Don't do that." Like I, I wouldn't tell you you look like. They, no one said you look fat. I would only say you look fat, and I didn't say it. You know? Yeah. It's like it, she's just subtly doing that to keep her in check, to keep her from changing, and to always love her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. So in the end, did did Sarah and her husband steal that money, or was it or was it a lie? It was a lie. Abigail Abigail only told a lie just so that she could try and... And I think that was a really smart idea because then you do see that there is going to be a divide between the two because she she knows Lady Marlborough better than anyone else. And, yeah, it was very, very sad to just watch her kind of come to this conclusion very slowly that, like, the future of her existence with this woman is going to be pretty bleak. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the harshest... And the husband husband realized that, too. husband, too, too yeah. 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 And I also liked how the harshest the queen seemed to be was at the very end, when Abigail was, like, mm-hmm. crushing one of her babies, and she heard it. Yeah. And that's when, like what Paulo said, like, when she said, rub my legs. Yeah. Like, like she but, was, she, but she said she it. Like, yeah, she, she commanded. Was like, 
bitch, rub my legs. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're in the, in you're the here me. now, and this is what you'll have to do. Truly, yeah. in the most Whether brutal like way, she not. spoke in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the anger in her in her voice when she said that, and I was like, damn. Yeah, you tell her. Yeah, you tell her to rub your legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she had yeah, Olivia Coleman too, did such a terrific job in this movie. When she had that breakdown, when she was in the hallway with. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yelling at the kids playing music. You just look at how desperate she is to feel, like, alive again and to feel these things that she had felt for so long and you could tell has just completely died in her. Yeah. But only really exists in the love that she has for these two women. And Yeah. Then in the end, you even see that's been taken away and you just kind of are left with this sad, melancholy... Well, God, I keep, I keep going back to how sad this movie is, so you can tell how it made me feel. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Betrayal, guys. Was well, I, when I came back to just was, like, the, the comedy in every scene to me was just, like, paramount. I mean, yeah. not every single scene was funny, but, like, they they all had their comedic elements. To I it. thought it was well-paced. And when she, comedy. like, whacks herself with a book. To make her start bleeding. To yeah. make herself oh, start bleeding, God, yeah. and you don't realize what she's doing until, like, She's sitting in the corridor, like, crying that, like, that someone did that to her. What, what did she f- try to frame it on? No, she did it so that she would, yeah, she could blame it on, it was like somebody else did that to her so that, she didn't even say Lady Marble. No. It. She said that it was someone else. Yeah. And so that way the queen could protect her further. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than see a direct rivalry, which she, then we later realized she knows exists. And... Mm-hmm. She says one of the best lines of the entire movie, Olivia Coleman to Rachel Weiss. Can't remember the exact wording of it, but I feel like I also shouldn't be the one to say it. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. When they're walking to the to the carriage and uh, Marlboro's like, you need to like dismiss her. I command it. And yeah. the queen goes like, no, I like the way... She touches. Oh, I like, she said, I, I like, like how the... it feels when her fingers are inside. No, she me. said, I like when she puts her tongue inside me. And yeah. then she yes. shuts the door she and goes, then they and go to the face. It's the first time, like, we're really <laughs> getting, like, funny. the clear clarity of the situation that yes. she's just having fun. She just, like, wants it. But then Rachel Weiss joins them at the spa and gets in the mud bath with her and then quickly takes over. Yeah. And the power play the becomes power play real is there. very clear and. You know the power play between the two women becomes more and more serious, and and you know even one of them gets poisoned, and it's just like it's just wild how they either have the power to do anything about it or not have the power to do anything about it. And I mean, I I think I realized I I knew that the movie was going to be like this, but I just didn't realize like the cinematography, the the acting, the screenplay was amazing so like i mean this seems like if the screenplay wasn't as good it wouldn't have been as fun of a movie like you're just watching people power play all the time which is like a lot of movies that's but that's game of thrones right yeah this is not game of thrones this is it has elements that game of thrones sometimes has but it's still to me like feels like it's a love story and that it's Mm -hmm. like do you love me or will you betray me yeah and watching people kind of fight for that position i guess yeah so anyways uh, I, I also like the cinematography because it kind of narrows it a lot of it was like very fisheye and it's mm-hmm. it seemed like mm-hmm. everything was kind of like this is a 
weird round situation and everything feels very foreign mm -hmm. to us um as these characters are going through these very foreign things you know it yeah. just it was kind of that's how it felt yeah, it felt like a really smart way to do period pieces, too, because oftentimes I feel like you don't get a lot of imagination when it comes to these lavish settings. And, you know, there's obviously some amazing art direction and production design, but the way that it depicts the gigantic rooms that these conversations take place in. Mm -hmm. And like even too, like one of my probably my actually actual favorite part of the movie was when Rachel Weiss comes out of she comes out of the, the queen's room after seeing the queen with abigail for the first time and she's walking back and she just has a candle and you can tell she's really going through it i mean she's she looks like she's on the verge of a breakdown but it feels almost like we're wobbling a little bit to the right like that we keep kind of moving and swaying with her almost hmm. and we feel the sort of energy and it's pitch black behind mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. it's very striking striking work i think definitely yeah the the nighttime glow was really beautiful like very well done yeah mm -hmm. yeah like with the candle lights yeah i think also going back to production design i kind of like how it seemed through the entire movie that most of the like a uh, object placement and like detail work like really went into the queen's room mm -hmm. and yeah. like everywhere else just seemed very open and spacious and bland like even the party room like it was just yeah. so yeah. full of people yeah that you couldn't see you couldn't really you see, couldn't detail see any detail anywhere it was just so packed of people but then the the room with the queen which usually had very few people in it had the most lavish yeah, detail felt more yeah. personalized very personal very yeah. very live like lived in very loved mm -hmm. yeah kind of fascinating so, how yeah. they they really chose to do that well, i think that's also great because it yeah. really you spent uh, a lot of time in there. Yeah. Where, like, Sarah's room, was that the one where they, the queen and her mm -hmm. had sex for the with first all time? The books. With all the books. Yeah. Yeah, her. That's Sarah's room. That's Sarah's room. Yeah, I think. And so her room was much darker, and it, like, displayed her personality of, like, her more dark darkness. And it was, like, I thought the colors were darker, the, the bed's much darker. It just seemed like everything was much more muted in that room too yeah it was very methodical especially with all the books and the like st a, staircase and yeah stuff. very like she's open throwing the books at yeah. her from very the... open yet empty <laughs> yeah like it's that like it seemed scene. like her room had just it, it had a lot of space left to fill like it was very like it, it had stuff in it but it just seemed very like not really homey but i don't know it also has a, an eye of making fun of itself a lot in the in the screenplay and the fact that these women are fighting and clawing, but they use like such like formal words and formal settings and everything is so formal, but they're literally attacking each other. Except for like when she's throwing books at her, she's still saying everything very formally, like everything's fine, but she's chucking books at her. It's just like... Throwing mm -hmm. it in our faces, like how ridiculous these people are, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. It's great. It's a great oh, movie. Oh man, great. Yeah. I really liked it. What do we What do we think in terms of like awards? Because I know you guys are, are are watching all of the, the oh, potential Oscar books, yes. right? And it is oh, overwhelming. Yes. So, I know. How many There's movies a lot we of have movies. seen? Yeah. Now, where do you guys think the favorite lands with that? Do you guys think? Uh, 
I think for sure it'll get acting nominations. Well, well, like we know we're that we're gonna have an Oscar theory podcast. So are we? So. Well, of course we are. Oh, <laughs> well, I, when, the, when the nominations. Oh, come out. I thought you meant when the nominations. The nominations come out. Come out. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay. I thought you meant we're no, gonna no, have no. a nominations theory podcast, and I was like, what? No, no, no. I don't think we could narrow that down. No, no. no oh, okay, no. okay, okay, okay. So I do think that this is gonna be nominated for best picture. For, Hopefully, for mm-hmm. yes, for best picture, hundred percent. Best actress. Uh, best. And supporting actress. Best supporting actress for both of the women. I think they could. For Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone, maybe best best actress for Olivia Coleman. I think all three of them are. Yeah, I think so. And I would say, costume, maybe costume or cinematography, directing, cinematography, directing. I hope so. Screenplay. Oh yes. It's gonna get a lot. I. That's all the things because this (laughs) this is like this is the entire movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's worth it all. I would say that. This is one of the only movies we've seen this year that deserves every single one of the categories. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's a superbly acted movie, too. I mean, every single actor in this movie is working on a completely different level. It's not typical period piece, you know, very rigid. Yeah. There's not, there's right, nothing like rigid Mary in Queen this. Of <laughs> not Mary Queen of Scots. They're, they're behaving via code, yeah. yes, but there's no rigidity rigidity that's the yeah. worst word i think i've ever I mean, said she's like <laughs> rigidity, perhaps a, a monster for the children but she's like like it's just so they're beyond the bounds of yeah of what you normally see in a normal period and drama. i think particularly i think rachel weiss weiss's performance is my favorite because oh, yes. you my favorite but you you really kind of start this movie almost fearing her and Obviously, having sympathy for her, especially when you find out that there is this sort of romantic undertone and this sort of I care for you um, better than anybody else can. But then as you keep going along and you keep watching her fight even harder and harder and try and be as stoic as possible. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, I mean, it's like she's watching the British come to her doorstep and she's like. I was thinking like, about traveling for a while. We should travel for a bit. Yeah. I think like, when we left England. It's somebody I, I, new. It's one of the best performances I think I've seen of the entire year. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen a lot of Rachel Weisz performances. And so, I don't think I have either. I, no. I think I'd like I've to seen, watch some more. I've she's, seen a lot of her stuff. She's got stuff. so much control, so is, much emotional access. The thing is, she's always playing the same character in like most of her films. Like, it's just kind of... She's kind of always, like, I remember her, obviously, from The Mummy. She's a big part of that movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> which is not a great movie, but she's also in The Lobster, too. Paula, you saw her in The yes, Lobster? Yes, and she's good in that, but I think she's not I mean, as, I've not seen a lot of her movies, Emily. We've seen The Deep Blue Sea. We, I've seen Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, I haven't seen Oz the Great and Powerful. I Deep did. Blue, why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound familiar? The Oz That's movie? That's the movie no, they made. Deep, with... No, Deep Blue Sea. That was one with Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was a very bad and sad movie. <laughs> what happened in it? Well, they <laughs> were not. This is no longer about the favorites. This is now a deep blue sea podcast. It was. It was. Very... We like to go on little tangents here and there, and this is Rachel Weisz. So it's. A... <laughs> I've seen her in Beautiful Creatures. I've seen her in The Mummy. I saw her in. Uh, recently, she was in that Light Between Two Oceans movie. Yeah, um, no, dude. I in disobedience and in like she's she's like the same person. I've I oh I she's believe... in the, the bloom the brothers bloom. Nope, Never lovely bones. That. 
I, have I seen the Lovely Bones fully? I have loved single movies. She's the either. mother in no, that. No, I've seen the Lobster, and that's it. I trust you that I've seen the Deep Blue Sea. I do not remember it at all. I do not remember it at all. Oh, I've seen Fred Claus. There you go. Oh, 2006. There you I think, go. Right? I watched definitely it for maybe. Though. I saw it definitely maybe. I watched as well. it for the first time this year for Christmas. That was fun. All yeah. right. Yep. Cool. I just think like truly though, she this is like the best movie she's ever been in. Because she just she's not really been in movies where everybody's like Oh my God! She had so much it's to work so with. It's so hard to yeah. be an actress. So well, like you could tell that, you know how meticulous Yorgos Lanthimos is. That I think that same idea really goes with his actors. I mean, you can tell that he rehearsed with them a lot. Even Nicholas Holt's character was like, oh, yeah. that was some incredible acting that I saw him do, and I didn't even know. Yeah, I've never seen him play a character like that. It was definitely oh, not. No. Definitely a lot more not. controlled. Yeah. And, he wasn't playing like the young scrappy boy anymore, and it was really nice that he was—he mm-hmm. had such a, uh, a maturity and such a gaze to him that was so striking. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so... and Emma Stone too. I mean, she really pulls out all the stops in this film. Definitely. Anything What's else? happening? Yes. I, I'm bringing up the the Metascore. All right, we're on to Metascores right now. So it got a 91 average, which is. It's damn good. good. Just damn good. That's good. really good. Soup's good. It's got to be like one of the highest ones we think for the noms this year, I would say. We haven't really so. had that many high scores for a lot of the movies that we've been watching. We'll definitely check. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely be talking about them because we're going to try and cover all the Oscar nominated movies oh, we're gonna. This, this year. Well, we're going to watch them all. We're going to. We're not, not even going to try. We're going to. It's gonna happen. We're gonna. Gonna. And you know, I can guarantee that we've already seen at least half of the nominations, if really? not more. I'm just keeping mm-hmm. my expectations I'm telling low. you, I'm telling you, we already saw them. That That's why this Ugh, year was not so. that good. Let's hope so. <laughs> Hurry up, Oswald. Get that list out so we can yeah, get to it, man. Well, we'll see after the Golden Globes. That'll give us a little bit more of an indication. But I feel true. like the Golden Globe nominations were weird they this are, year. They, I also the, feel like they the were weird. I'm just you know saying, why? Because no good movies came out this I year, mean, guys. like... <sighs> Emily. Bohemian Rhapsody got a ton of nominations. And I feel like it should probably only Listen get to our Bohemian Rhapsody podcast. Hey. I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the lowest it has right here. So so for IMDB's like little snippet of Metascore, does it does it put the highest and the lowest like just right here? Because I know there's usually tons of Metascores. There are more, and I, I read that in another one that there were like there's 40, 50 scores, and they conglomerate them, and they only pick, like, so many for these little blurbs. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because I, when I was looking at the Mary Queen of Scots ones, that's what it said. So let's see. So for the Telegraph, which gave it an 80, um, it says, This is a skewer, sharp, and scabrously funny film stuffed with quotable deadpan exchanges often punctuated by that now-trademark Lanthimos camera maneuver the wide-angle whip pan that seems to ask, now what? Nice. The one from The Wrap gave it an 88, which I think really aligns with what Paula was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Watching these three fiercely intelligent women played by a trio of powerhouse actresses is endlessly fascinating as the goalposts constantly shift and their true selves become more apparent. Mm-hmm. That's a very good way to say that it. That is. Paula, do you want to find one that you like and read it for us? 
Yeah. All of these are above 80, and uh, they have many hundreds, three hundreds on here. I like this one from the Hollywood Reporter that gave it a 100. Um, it says, Yorgos fabulously entertaining tragicomedy. The favorite is a juicy power tangle connecting three women in the royal court of early 18th century England. Oh, well, and then it just says, I just like the, the juicy, juicy power tangle. Yeah. yeah. I like I that. I guess this one, this is the film stage, endlessly quotable and ser serendipitously timely. All the more so, considering the whole project was conceived nine years ago. What? The favorite is a zany, piercing close-up on three women so replete with swagger as to reduce their male counterparts to disposable extras. Yep. Yeah. Damn. They definitely do that. Yeah, this is one of those unique movies where it doesn't concern itself with all of the things that you're expecting. It Like, yeah. you'd think it's going to be a lot more like, this movie's about women and, like, the men are just going to be, like... Nothing, but they don't. It's just like so you can tell that it's so devoted to telling the story about these women anyway. That like the, the men just kind of swarm around and well, the men are circle also, around and are you know, are also just as ridiculous, if yeah. not stupider than the if women. They're they're yeah, so they don't that's have how the they're, same, they're portrayed. Yeah, it's fascinating because they're they're all portrayed without that same thing that Olivia and Rachel and Emma have, Emma have, yeah. Which is very interesting. Yeah, so are you reading some little information, like little facts I'm about I'm looking it? at some trivia. So Kate Winslet was originally cast, but yeah. dropped out and Rachel Weisz replaced her. I saw that. Her. What? Fascinating, right? That's, she's a lot older, is she not? I mean, she's probably like that a been, few years older than Rachel Weisz. That would have been an interesting role. That would have been a completely have been, different character, It would have I been feel. a very different feeling. No, but, but Kate Winslet would have done an amazing job She would have done a really good too. job. I mean, I, I feel like we'd be just saying the same exact things about her. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, she doesn't give bad performances, Kate Winslet, so. No. She's great. I did not know that. Anything else, Emily? Um... Filming took place at the Hatfield House in Hertfordshire and Hampton Court Palace, Richmond, upon Thames. Okay. Yep, that's... that's upon Thames. Upon Thames! Which means the Thames River that runs through London. It starts oh. all the way up up the island, and so that's why they say that. And these are just like a lot of, a lot of history trivia, like just... Yeah, just like based on a real story. I mean, I was yeah. reading about Queen Anne, and she did have a husband that is not even represented in this movie um but it is kind of a similar concept like they really just kind of took a lot of creative license with queen anne and her actual story um but apparently she was actually much more of a figure in her own government than she is put out to be in this movie in like real life she was actually oh much more of an engaged person in her government she definitely seemed at least just her portrayal in the movie but she seemed way more uh focused on everything that was happening in government later in her life after yeah after like sarah had left well, and... she wanted to but then she was like she had that stroke or whatever so she like couldn't even talk yeah it was just sad so also sad. just fascinating how going back to that this was written like conceived nine years ago that the i read that the the screenwriter deborah davis wrote this a long time ago and like in the 90s she had an idea for this and she wrote it and she didn't really know who to give it to and she kept shopping it to people and then yeah about 10 years later Yorgos Lanthimos finally got a hold of it and mm -hmm. asked his friend Tony McNamara to write the rewrite the script with him um so I think there is a little bit of an uncredited rewrite that Yorgos kind of had on this and I think you can tell there's a little bit of his tone and his 
sort of zaniness that was lent to the uh the film which i mean if you guys haven't seen the lobster the lobster is just such an incredible screenplay because it's so creative and and doesn't play by any of the rules that we think of a movie like that to be mm-hmm. and i feel like the same really goes for the favorite the screenplay is so strong and whole and it stands really on its own yeah um and even with the creative license you feel like there's a lot of of truth that they put into that and a lot of 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 real historical effects and the way that you know they interacted with each other well i always say honestly a good movie is always down to the screenplay yeah. every time i mean you really can have everything else right and the screenplay is the problem mm-hmm. you know it just yeah. it just is yeah. it, it really needs to be the the center like the the main like pose of the movie needs to come from the screenplay and obviously the screenplay is not just the dialogue it's the way the story's laid out what imagery we see on screen is also interpreted by the screenplay so it's just like everything is comes down to that and in this movie it was very strong yeah most definitely and also i just love seeing how directors will take something as seemingly simple as a period piece but like completely turning it on its head and just making it yeah. something completely new yeah that, that's what it's is, all about yeah that's what it's all about it's a very unique movie so. so the last trivia that I think is interesting, it's at the very bottom, so good thing I scrolled all the way to the bottom. It's under spoilers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is spoilers, guys. This is a real... I'm reading this right now. Emma Stone's topless scene was not scripted. It was her idea. In fact, she had to convince Yorgos to allow it. Her wow. reasoning was that it would be much more humiliating for Sarah to see Abigail topless rather than just yeah. under a sheet. Yeah. Emma Stone definitely. called it a middle finger to Sarah. It's I think that's definitely true. De- Most yeah. you saw definitely. that, you saw her naked, and you're like, <gasps> like it shocks you, and not just because she's naked, but because of the fact that yeah, she like she actually slept with her, and it's even more. Yeah. My my new favorite thing is also to look at plot keywords now. I'm oh finding my such God. great stuff plot on IMDb. Oh yeah. man! Look at the first no. ones. So this is so hilarious because I'm just like, really, this is, is not what who, I think who of this. This what? I think I think I think um um users of IMDb can put these in here. Oh my! Yeah, there's 112. Yeah, so we'll lot. look we'll look at 112, but. But let's She's gonna let's just look at the screenshot right now. The screenshot because, on her. So I think people can submit a keyword and then people can vote on whether or not this is true or not, which I feel like is the same way with the parental guide section, which I've been looking at a lot lately, and <laughs> this it is, is not hilarious. Those are just ridiculous. The parents guide is hilarious. So j- just where people think that things should go. Um, but we'll whatever. That's that's a rant for another day. But. So the plot keywords just right here on the page, just scrolling down. The first, like what, five that come up is lesbian sex, female nudity, lesbian, lesbian kiss, violence. <laughs> would you would you describe this movie like this? Uh, no. Is this the no. plot? I Are mean, these, it should have been definitely it lesbian, been like... but like that's not. It's more love oriented or like no that's not and even like, then like that's not really what's going the on the movie's not about them being lesbians no it's, it's like not. these about, five they just happen to be these five keywords are not a snapshot of what this movie is no, no it's compl- not no. so if you're listening well, to this yeah. and you are reading imdb this isn't oh man another one okay so you know this is more true to the plot yeah, dragged by a horse yeah there you go there you go that happens Target practice, also true. Yeah, that's totally true. 
period piece. There you go. There you go. Rivalry. Woman, a female woman, rivalry. That's woman also true. shouting. Oh, I yes. love woman shouting. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what does that even mean? Wig. You know what? Wig. That was a huge part of the movie. <laughs> Wig. Wig. What is this? Yes. I don't know. Ask, ask fucking IMDb. I, I don't know. Who's helping? What happens when you click on one of those things? Um, I think, let's see. Am I logged in? Click one of the funniest ones I don't you think can I'm find. Lo- if, if I'm logged in, I can probably either say it's relevant. I could probably do that. Well, what happens when you click on woman shouting? Let's see. Oh, it'll probably bring up other movies that maybe have this Most in there. popular woman shouting titles. Uh, Monster also has this. <laughs> that has this amazing, key. Emily! Oh my gosh. Oh. Doctor Who apparently has women shouting. A Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Oh my god. Man. <laughs> Wow, Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> Lots of women shouting on Kitchen it's Nightmares. It's really good. IMDb, you never cease to you got to go back and pick another one. Yeah, well, have you, uh, right. Is there anything else that we want to uh, say ooh. about the favorite? Just one more of these. How about, oh. let's do Drag My Horse. Okay, yeah, where yeah, is yeah. it? Where is Drag My Horse? Oh, uh, it was right there. <laughs> that was a good Drag My Horse. Drag My Horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What other movies have Drag My Horse in it? True Grit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same with Animal House. Animal House, yeah. Wow. Robin, Robin Hood, Hood, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Sleepy Hollow. Back, Back to, to the, the Future, Part 3. 3. 100%. Wow. Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Ben-Hur, uh, yeah. Wow, this is great. It's amazing. Wow. Man, I bet I'm A so Million glad. Ways to Die in the West is going to be on this list. Hidalgo. It's all the westerns. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a lot of westerns on here. Jackass number two. Oh, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Which was the better film, the favorite or Jackass number two? <laughs> Which they both got dragged by a horse. Yeah, they both got horse dragged. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Oh man, what a okay, what a great series would that be if we took a plot keyword and then com- and then like did a review of two movies that had that same plot keyword. In <laughs> Amazing, it. Emily. There you go. Honestly, making new content it. every day. We, all we right. have so many movies to watch, including that entire movie alphabet that you have to listen to uh also you can listen to the rest of our podcasts i'm, I'm just gonna end this now yeah go ahead yeah. okay by all means uh please give us a review <laughs> please god end this on apple podcasts or on uh we would love a review and a rating on apple podcasts it really helps other people find us and also on soundcloud uh you can hear us on there please favorite us comment on soundcloud comment on our facebook we also have a facebook page if you just search all by the popcorn podcast you can just message us on there or send like write on anything we're always up to people talking to us yes we love to hear from you any anything like if you if you have historical information that has to do with the favorite like let us know yeah send us any links articles anything and you can send those to all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com or all by the popcorn at gmail.com those are our emails do social media i did facebook you gotta you do instagram and twitter you can follow us on twitter the handle is at by the popcorn and instagram our handle is at all by the popcorn podcast i think that's it yeah um, thanks for paula for joining us yes thank you thank emily you, and alessandra for including me on our our one of our favorite movies of this year right yes yes i i'd we all say. agree yeah um yeah Indeed. we'll see maybe i'll be maybe i'll be on Someone, some new Oscar-winning movie soon. I bet this one's gonna win. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.